Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. My Talk 107. Well, good afternoon and happy Thursday, America. You're listening to the best radio program you'll ever hear. On Thursday, July 28th, 2022, from noon to 3. Right here on My Talk 107.1, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm the Bradley. Colleen will be back with us, oh, in just over a week or so. She's off uh, with the kids doing some baseball. We can talk about that, right? Well, we just did. I know, I know. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, follow along on our social media if you want to see what uh, big, beautiful scenery she is off uh, and running towards. In the meantime, in between time, Holly Roberts is here with me today, as always. Thanks for showing up, Holly. Yeah, you're welcome, Bradley. I know we're down one today, but here's the thing. We still have to get the Cobra Gang together, and I want you to know... You can get the Cobra Gang together whenever there is at least one of us and a bunch of listeners. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crimes, we've got the time, we're the Cobra Gang. It's Thursday and we're still talking about Britney Spears. Can you believe it, Holly? I feel like we've talked about her a lot this week. It's fine. Can't believe it. No, of course I can believe <laughs> but it. But wait, there's <laughs> more. No, and the reason is there really is more. And the reason we're talking about Britney today is, well, she got a legal victory. So let's see. Uh, what does she get for that? I don't know. Okay, great. Right, yeah, or is. something else. I don't care. Okay. Uh, anyway, there is a victory for Britney. I'll tell you about it. But um, in addition, the drama continues because all was not resolved in the hearing that I want to tell you about. Now, I was reading this piece over at uh, the Rolling Stone. I'm surprised they let me open this article again for the third time because, you know, it's one of them sites where occasionally they're like, oh, you've had enough of this. (laughs) No, sir, you can't read this article for the fourth time, but Bradley, tell us what's in the Rolling Stone article. Oh, you know what I did? I just reloaded the page and now it's not available. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because I'm going to do that trick that Colleen told me to do, which is you just bring it up in a different browser. Yes. But I can tell you from memory, because like I said, I have opened that thing like three times because I wanted to make sure I understood exactly what Judge Brenda Penny had ruled in favor of Britney for and why I'm saying that the journey still continues. And that is that she is not going to have to sit for a deposition. Britney Spears is, you'll remember there was a conversation about her father, Jamie Spears, wanting her to sit for a deposition in response to allegations she'd made about his uh, nefariousness during the conservatorship, in addition to some like nasty things she said about him or implied about him on Instagram, social media, etc. Mm-hmm. 
So to that end, uh, Los Angeles County Judge Brenda Penny was like, sorry, Jamie, uh, Brittany doesn't need to sit for you or nobody else. And in fact, she said, quote, for example, the topic of surveillance, because that's one of the the issues that's about to come before the court that Jamie will actually have to sit in a deposition for that uh, Brittany and her people are alleging that Jamie Spears surveilled her, watched her, recorded her, whatever word you want to use there, um, during the conservatorship to keep their you know eyes and ears abreast of anything she was doing or saying. Mm-hmm. So Brenda Penny says, for example, the topic of surveillance is well within the scope of the pending petition objecting to payments related to unauthorized surveillance. However, all that says is, yes, uh, Jamie Spears, you can ask questions and dig around for stuff um about these allegations but she goes on to say however mr spears jamie her dad is likely to receive the same and possibly further responses through other means of discovery meaning you don't need britney spears in a chair to get the answers to the questions you might rightfully have sure so the judge was like you know what in this case we don't need Britney Spears to be deposed. We don't need to hear from Britney Spears herself in order for this to be helpful in the world of legalese. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, her attorney, that is Jamie, uh, excuse me, Britney's attorney said two weeks ago at a hearing, because again, there's all these hearings. And the other thing I just want to say is like, ah, oh, there yeah. but for the grace of God go we. Like, I do not want to have ever have to be stuck in legal wrangling because they have all these like hearings, but it's like, can we just do one thing? Like, can we all get together on Saturday and just like iron all this out and be done? But because of everybody's schedules and the judges and the court and all that stuff, they're constantly having these hearings. Well, two weeks ago, it was Matthew Rosengart, Brittany's attorney, who was like, Jamie doesn't need to to have Brittany in a chair. This is basically, and he used these words, revenge deposition. Like, because she wants me in a chair, says Daddy Spears, I want her in a chair. Mm-hmm. If she's going to make me uncomfortable... I'm going to make her uncomfortable. And he went on to say, whether Jamie Spears believes it or not, his daughter feels traumatized by what she went through at his hands for more than a decade. He's free to believe that his flesh and blood is lying. She's not, but he's free to believe that. What would a decent human being do under those circumstances? What would a decent father do? So he's like going right for Jamie's character, obviously, in making that argument. But the truth is, whether it was rhetorically a success or not, it was a legal success. So Britney Spears will not have to sit for a deposition, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, I suppose that Britney Spears sitting for a deposition, assuming one of the fear fear about that is that depositions, you know, you are sworn to tell the truth. And perhaps Britney Spears being sworn to tell the truth would not behoove her. Yeah. In the public space. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, say that again. Well, you know, that would not behoove her. Yeah, it would not be good for her to be in in a deposition setting. Yeah, right. Because well, it's it's like even if you think that Britney is liable to say something uncomfortable, just the possibility that it would affect the the case, and the case really is to Matthew Rosengart's opinion about, or based on his opinion slash words is about what Jamie did. It's about Jamie Spears Yeah, to try to confuse the situation and make it about Brittany. That's not what her attorneys want this to be about. So Mm -hmm. they don't want her to sit to your point for that deposition. Um, now that's a great victory for Brittany. 
But remember I said the drama continues. Well, the drama continues. Case is not closed. Case continues. No, in fact, there's another follow-up hearing on the matter uh, for August 24th, and that's because they didn't get to everything during this particular uh, hearing. And literally, while uh, attorneys were making their arguments, they ran out of time. And so Judge Penny was like, well, you guys, I guess we're going to have to come back in August. And we're going to have to come back again and again. Well, what's fascinating about this, Bradley, is that this gives insight into the legal process for cases like these, meaning that there is a public narrative. There was a media narrative about the Free Britney movement and all of the legal uh, machinations within that. Now we're actually seeing the legal machinations play out in court and it takes time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And remember, there's a whole nother side of this that we that hasn't been resolved, which is why we're going to have another hearing, because in addition to this case being against Jamie Spears, we're also looking at who do you remember? Oh, we're looking at Lou Taylor. Oh, Lou Taylor. Lou Taylor is a manager who runs TriStar Entertainment. They have a cavalcade of stars over there at TriStar Entertainment. One of them formerly Britney Spears, mm-hmm. TriStar Entertainment and Lou Taylor being the architects of Britney Spears's uh, residency in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They used to brag about it in the trades over at Variety, but years ago, now, ooh, looking a little dicey over there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, so you've got two camps sort of fighting against uh, Matthew Rosengart, that being, of course, Jamie and his attorneys, and you also have Lou Taylor TriStar and Robin Greenhill, I imagine, too, is another front. Robin Greenhill, the assistant of Lou Taylor. So there are all these people who are being accused, essentially, allegedly, supposedly, of doing uh, Britney Spears dirty during the conservatorship. And that continues. That drama continues. Nothing has yet been resolved. So um, we will continue to follow the story. Like I said, August 24th is the next day for legal maneuvering. I imagine we'll have some fighting through statements prior to that and leading up to up to that, because like I said, we still don't have a resolution on whether or not Robin Taylor and, or excuse me, Lou Taylor and Robin Greenhill are going to have to sit for these uh, depositions that they've been subpoenaed for. I hope they are because I mean, we want to know, it just seems like they're real dirty. Well, that's not happening until later in August, Bradley. So we have to wait. We have to put that on our calendar. But you know what we don't have to wait for? What? I have a feeling! We don't have to wait for the Cat Video Festival much longer, do we, Holly Roberts? Meow! The Cat Video Festival is happening on Thursday, August 4th at CHS Field. Bradley, that is next week. This time oh next God, week. Oh my God, I can't believe it's already Cat Video Festival time. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. And if you want to go to the Cat Video Festival and you need a pair of tickets, look, we can hook you up right now. Seventh caller, 651-641-1071, is going to win a pair of... Cat Video Festival tickets at CHS Field in St. Paul for next Thursday. Now, I want to let you know, give us a call, 651-641-1071. Bad news, Bradley. Oh, no, bad news. VIP tickets are sold out. Oh, well, that's okay. You don't need VIP. Who wants VIP? That's silly. Well, good news. Who needs air conditioning? What? Who needs a... It's going to be a... Well, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful night, and it's... I do put emphasis on night because you're not going to want to be there at about noon. It's going to be a little swassy. It's going to be a warm one that day, but <laughs> no swass in the evening. Yes. If you're in the VIP section, maybe you enjoy a little light swass with your evening. Come and get it at the Cat Video Festival a 2022. Cheese, a little a little, yeah, 
Yeah, little cats on the big screen. And this year, Bradley, we're doing something different. I know. We have a laser show. Lasers. For the finale of the Cat Video Festival, we haven't done a laser show before. So if you miss seeing the laser show of Led Zeppelin at the Planetarium, well, we can get you your fix. Is Rocco uh, DJing the laser light show? You know, I don't have those details, I like he Bradley. should be. I don't know yeah. why. I just, I, I see him wearing... You know, like a backpack and, uh, you know, sucking on a blow pop and double. Oh, you're talking like like he's at a like he's at a rave. Yeah. yeah. Like he's working the ones and twos. Yeah. You can't go to Burning Man, but you can go to the Cat Video Festival laser show. All right. Well, I'm going to go get the callers, Bradley. And when we come back, Holly will have all the latest from us during a dirt alert right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood, it's the beautiful Ms. Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Hello, Bradley. We're going to start not in Hollywood this afternoon, but in Nashville, where singer Amy Grant was hospitalized (gasps) yesterday. Oh, no. What's going on with Amy? No, she had minor injuries from a bike accident. So she was taken to Vanderbilt Hospital, where she was treated for cuts and abrasions. Now, Amy Grant had been cycling with a friend, was wearing a helmet at the time of the accident, according to her rep, and that Amy Grant is in stable condition, but decided to stay overnight at the hospital to be extra careful. Out of an abundance of caution? An abundance of caution. Well, good. I'm glad that there's an abundance of caution happening, because I don't want bad things for Amy Grant. Yeah, yeah. Baby, baby. Yes. Uh, but uh, So that speaks to be perhaps, you know, she maybe hit her noggin a little little bit but thank goodness she was wearing her helmet yeah absolutely and please remember to wear your helmets please wear your helmet when you are riding your bike thank you very much let's uh, move on from amy grant over to shakira where she really believes in herself she has opted to go to trial instead of accepting a deal offered by spanish prosecutors to settle tax evasion allegations that she fra- defrauded the spanish government of 14.5 million euros over the course of several years uh, last decade So her PR team is saying that Shakira trusts her innocence and chooses to leave the issue in the hands of the law. Now, Spanish prosecutors charged Shakira back in 2018 with failing to pay those taxes. And if she's found guilty, she faces a possible fine and prison sentence if she's found guilty of tax evasion. What is her excuse for like, uh, I didn't pay those taxes or like, I mean, because I imagine she didn't pay them. Otherwise, the government, I mean, unless there's some kind of like shenanigans going on, like, does she have a defense? Like, I didn't know. They didn't send me the bill for 14.5 million euros. Oops, I decided not to pay my taxes. Uh, now, here's what I do know a little bit, Bradley, from a little digging from a story back from 2017. Okay. About Shakira. She was involved in the Paradise Papers. You remember oh, yeah. the Paradise Papers? Everybody got caught up in that who had money. Yeah, the big leak of documents that uh, detailed various celebrities and people in power, how they shuffle their money around the world. Well, Shakira was one of those people who was named back in 2017. The Paradise Papers revealing that she transferred 30 million UK pounds, the equivalent, in music rights to an offshore firm in Malta. Now, uh, a lawyer said that Shakira's links to the Malta being a tax haven were due to her international lifestyle. Oh, yes. Okay, well, international business uh, shenanigan lifestyle or like, I mean, just because you like to travel doesn't mean you're engaging in 
massive tax fraud. Yeah. Now, according to this report, I'm sourcing this from the Daily Mail, uh, that they say that the Paradise Papers revealed that Shakira uh, used tax havens after papers were leaked to the German press back in 2017 that she was uh, based in Malta. And on these papers, Shakira is listed as a resident of the Bahamas, despite living in Barcelona with her then boyfriend Gerard Peake. So, oh, what so she spe- was doing that thing that like companies do. Like yeah. I, we are based in uh, Grand Cayman Island. Yeah, we are, like, uh, we're based in Ireland because you have a post office box. Yeah, yeah, Apple. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we digress. Mm. So <laughs> that is what Shakira is being accused of. Essentially, that she lived in Barcelona but that she was filing taxes in Malta, claiming residencies in other parts of the world. And the Spanish prosecutors are like, honey, we, you didn't pay this money. We yeah. would like our money. Like I said during the Dirt Alert update, she must feel very confident about her uh, innocence because if she's guilty, she faces jail time, right? Yeah. I mean, that's no, that's no small thing. Yeah, lest Shakira has not watched the television program or seen the movie The Untouchables. That's how they got Al Capone mm, in real fraud. life. Tax fraud. They got the Ledger Bradley. Yeah, well. They looked into it. Uh, over Always at, follow the money. Follow always. The money. That is so true. Uh, over at the Toronto International Film Festival, they are lining up the celebrities for the annual gala that's taking place September 8th through the 18th. Jennifer Lawrence, Tyler Perry, and Viola Davis are leading the lineup for this year's Toronto International Film Festival. Well, that sounds like a fun group. It, absolutely. So uh, they're going to be making appearances at the film festival. Uh, lots of hot. We're getting os- our Oscar contenders, our award season favorites. You know, one of the movies that has been pushed in the past couple of days in the trade is the new Brendan Fraser Darren Aronofsky movie. I saw a photo. Yep. He put on a lot of weight and for that role, yeah, right? Well, uh, organically and also metaphysically. Looks like prosthetically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brendan Fraser is starring in the new, mo- new uh, the new movie called The Whale. And in this movie, he's playing a reclusive English teacher looking to reconnect with his daughter. His daughter being played by Stranger Things star Sadie Sink. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's good buzz about that film, you're saying? There is good buzz. It's going to premiere at the Venice Film Festival, which is also happening in September over in Venice, Italy. Oh, I'm going to have to get my uh, yacht uh, in ship sh- ship shape. Oh, yes. Because, uh, you know, everybody's going to be yachting over there during the Venice Film Festival. Or, I don't know. Uh, well, they're going to be on little boats. Little boats, yeah. Looking fabulous. Uh, other movies that are premiering at the 79th Annual Venice Film Festival include The Eternal Daughter, starring Tilda Swinton, and the movie Pearl, starring Mia Goth. So watch out for those to be uh, named during award season this year. All right. And People we'll- want prizes. Uh, yeah, they won prizes and awards, and we'll find out if any of them are worth watching, I'm sure, from our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes at some point. Absolutely. And speaking of movies that are going to be screened at the Venice Film Festival, one that dropped an official full-length trailer today is Ana de Armas transforming into Marilyn Monroe. Oh, finally. Yes, in Netflix's first NC-17 movie called Blonde. I don't. I, like, I'm not excited about this film. I don't know why. For whatever reason, I just, I don't, I, it's just, it doesn't matter. However, 
I'm curious to hear what the critics have to say about this movie. Yeah, very curious, too, because there was a lot of scuttlebutt on the set of the movie Blonde, perhaps, that this movie wasn't shaking out to be the uh, mm-hmm. award season contender that it wants to be. But we're going to be able to watch it when it debuts on Netflix on September 28th. It will premiere at the Venice Film Festival earlier than that. And by then, we'll be able to see whether or not this is a, a bang or a bust. All right. Well, put that on the list of things. There'll definitely be a bust because it's Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bad jokes aside. Sorry. When we come back, Holly's going to have juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. And we've got a special guest to do those blind items right here on My Talk 1071. Oh, who's that you're talking about? I don't know, but I hope my friend Donna does. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Uh, I'm Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts today, and playing the role of blind item expert, it's Donna Valentine for a little Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, Donna, thanks for joining us to solve some Hi. celebrity gossip mysteries thanks. this afternoon. Thank you. I hope I won't disappoint. Oh, my God. You always, always deliver. Thanks, B. Let's start with this. You're welcome, V. <laughs> or D. Oh, I guess Either D, one not works. B. Some people call me V. I'd rather call you the D than the V, if you know mm. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't refer to something. All right. Okay. Here's our first blind item. This actor, director, producer is A-list. Now, two things. No, he didn't discover this foreign-born A-list actor. Second... Someone should ask him about the team of writers he employs to write scripts, and then the actor, director, producer throws his own name on it and kicks everyone else off the credits. Oh my God, this does not sound like a very nice person. It sure doesn't. Okay, actor, director, producer, A-list, didn't discover this A-list foreign-born actor. But we think that they did? That's like the story? They claim they did? Uh, I think that is the story. Okay. That is the story. Like, I found that I'm responsible for this person's success. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at headlines about the writer, director, producer talking about the actor. And uh, maybe perhaps that could be alluded to that they discovered this person. And it's an A-lister. Yes. Oh. Actor, producer, director. They're both A-list. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the actor, director, actor, director... Like male? a male actor, director, producer? They're both male. Mm-hmm. So let's just throw some names around, okay? Okay. Like right, uh, right. who also acts and directs? Okay. Well, I would say that that's somebody like uh, Matt Damon. Oh, I was going Ben Affleck. Okay. Well, I like the direction. I don't. Uh, <laughs> like, Screw you. Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Good one. Not a good one. Here's who a hint. Acts? This person has a hot movie out right now. Hot. What's hot? Hot. What's hot? What's hot right now? Uh, What's What's making all the money right now? What's popping? What is making all the money? You know. What's what's in theater? What's number one at the box office this week? Oh, 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 okay. I think we we know this. Number one at the box office is Jordan Peele and Nope. Okay. So Jordan Peele, is it an actor actor in the film? Think about who is the foreign-born A-list actor who is in the movie. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel. Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So filling in the blanks. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Tell Two us. things. 
No, Jordan Peele didn't discover Daniel Kaluuya. He was already doing things before he starred in Get Out. Thank you. Now, second, someone should ask Jordan Peele about the team of writers he employs to write scripts. And then Jordan Peele throws his own name on it and kicks everyone else off the credits. I don't like that. I hope that's not true. I want to like him. We can just pretend when this happens. Yep. I just assume Enti's wrong. Okay. Does that ever happen? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. We don't know. Because ultimately, it's 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 like a trust thing. Like, okay, do you trust everything mm-hmm. he says. I wouldn't trust everything he said because this could be a bitter Betty kind of reporting this to him. And I think there are times when he goes a little like off piste. Okay, yeah, Donna. There are many blind items that we don't read on the air coming from NT Lawyer. Oh, they just you know get carried away. Sometimes. Okay, they're out there. Yeah, yeah. they're out there. But let's do this one. This is not too out there. Okay. That's kind of like us, Donna. We're out there. We're just not too out there. Right. Here's another (laughs) celebrity gossip mystery. This A-plus slash A-list mostly movie actor moved this celebrity offspring of a permanent A-lister into his home. God. The offspring had some brief moments of fame a decade ago. Okay. Oh. Oh. This A-plus list movie actor... Yes. Was he also on TV? No. Okay. Moved this celebrity offspring into his home, and that celebrity offspring had some success. A little success. bit of fame 10 years ago? Yeah, a little bit. We know their name, but they're not really famous at the moment. Uh, was it like a sexy thing or like a mentor thing or like a, you know? Just a friendship just, thing. Just a thing. We don't oh. know what kind of thing. Okay. I'm going to throw out some celebrity Please. offspring. I like this. Is the is the offspring male or female? Female. Oh. Would it be like a Dakota Johnson? No. Okay. So, person we know, but they're probably not really doing much. No. Oh. <sighs> But 10 years ago, they were. Yeah, they went through various avenues of middling fame, including a stint on Dancing with the Stars, a cabaret act, I, oh, some I minor om- roles. I almost said I Michael know. Jackson's kid. Do we play a clip of this? Well, in honor of this woman's first name. I think so. Is her name Rumor Willis? Yeah. Oh, okay, Rumor good job. Has it. Bum, bum. Kind of appropriate That's for the good. segment. Yeah, okay, but where so did she who move? moved in rumor or who moved rumor Willis into their home? So an it's A plus a hey, movie actor. I said hey, a he, a he, a he, a he, a he, a plus movie actor. No, Michael Jackson is no longer. I didn't in this think dimension. so, but I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. She moved into Neverland Ranch. Okay, so they live um, like in Idaho, and like I'm trying to think of like who Demi Moore is friends with. Now, don't think about that too okay, much. Okay, too much. Okay, okay so um, somebody totally off uh, the beaten path uh, from what we would expect of Demi or Rumor. Now, think about this. Here's a clue: this person, this A plus slash A list mostly movie actor, is doing well, all things considered. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> is he doing well? All things considered. Well, that's true. According to exclusive sources over at People.com in an article we talked about yesterday. Oh. Or the day before. 
He's out there doing press for a new movie. Oh. And they're like, this person's seeing someone casually. He's doing all right under the circumstances. I know. My, it hurts uh, my brain. Mine, cause, too, because I, I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember when the article was. He's seeing someone? But it's low-key. Oh, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not yeah, talking we, about we it. Just, uh, we just... They're I, not talking about it. It's kind of just like, uh, Big movie star. Wearing Brad skirts. On the road. Oh, open. yes, wow. queen. Brad Pitt moved Rumor Willis into his house. So says NT lawyer. That's weird. What? Is it though? Well, like, why do you think he was like, I'm just, I want you to have some, a place to just crash. And who is he seeing now again? We don't know. Some lady person? Well, it's probably a lady person, but okay. she probably is also like metaphysically inclined. Like a... I don't know, because he likes, you know, he's got that sort of like Oh, science kind of, right? Well, but yeah, like who was that woman that had the, like the crystals? Wasn't there like a crystal lady that he was I thought she was a like while? a scientist. Yeah, there was oh. a woman from MIT. Crystal science. Okay, there was a scientist oh, okay. lady. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes crystals are used in science. Okay, sure. Fine. We got time for one more. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for crystals or science. But we got time for we, this. We really do. Okay. The North of the Border singer wants to try acting. He thinks he would be a great lead actor. Considering how much he just took insurance companies for, I don't uh, think they'll be lining up to insure his movie roles. The Beebs? No. Wait. Just Canadian? took the insurance companies. Like, who just did something that insurance would have to pay out big on? North of the Sean Mendez. Yes, queen. Thank you. Oh, Got there. Ooh, oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah Sean Mendez wants to try acting. He thinks he'd be a great lead actor, but considering how much he just took insurance companies for by canceling his world tour, yeah. Etty Lawyer doesn't think that they'll be lining up to insure his movie roles anytime soon. Yeah. This was the mental health situation yeah, that he decided to that's step what he's away. Talked about, but we sure. also heard that he was up for a role. He was being oh. considered for the lead in something that I did not know. Never that. materialized. Interesting. I can't think of it off the top of my. I like where you're going, head, but it makes sense. Okay, he's a good-looking guy. I could see if he knew yeah, how to act. He'd if be the he whole knows package. how to act, right? Acting, yeah. acting. Well, we'll see. I guess I more guess. shall be revealed. As was the case on this episode of Blind Items, you revealed a lot, Donna, in addition to the fact that you revealed you're very good at this game. You think that Kevin Spacey is doing well, all things considered. All things considered. (laughs) He's got a role, right? Isn't he in a movie? Yeah, for now. He's not doing it. As like the Genghis Khan, or was that the movie that was canceled? Oh, they canceled it? No, there is. He has a role in a movie about Genghis Khan's kid or something. Yeah, that's correct. Like in another country. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I'm going to go. It's fine. Should I go? Yeah, you should go because okay. we got to we gotta go. Right, and when we come back, thank you, Donna Valentine, of course, from the Donna and Steve Project, uh, or experience. Uh, I forget which I 70s like the band. project. That's funny. <laughs> um, when we come back, Holly's got thoughts on something she's been watching on HBO Max. Find out what it is and what she thinks right here on My Talk 1071. It's seasonably unseasonable weather. It feels fall crispy outside, and it's kind of freaking me out. I had to go back inside with the dog after halfway down the block to get a hoodie. 
in order to uh, continue our walk without being, uh, you know, super, super chilly. Hi, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. The Colleen and Chili Show. I run cold. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back with us in just over a week. Now, Holly, when we see something on the boob tube that we enjoy or don't, we like to share it with our audience in a little segment we call Here's What We're Watching Live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, Here's What We're Watching Live. What you watching? Oh, thanks for asking, Bradley. I don't think we've ever talked about shows we hated and Here's What We're Watching Live. And today is not going to be breaking the mold. I'm going to be talking about something that I really, really liked that's currently available for streaming on HBO Max. You know, Holly is the unofficial HBO Max influencer on the station. So I hope they give you a free membership. They won't. It's fine. But you deserve one. What's what's on the, the Max? Well, Bradley, are you a Maxinista? I am an HBO Maxinista. <laughs> I've spent the past week watching the documentary series The Last Movie Stars. Okay, I'm excited to hear what you think of this because I've seen this pop, 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 popping around. Um, I'm assuming because it just was released. Yes. Uh, And I need to understand A, what it is, and B, what you think of it. This is a six part documentary series. About the lives of acting legends Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, fabulous, fabulous humans. Yes. So we're going back and we're examining the lives of two Hollywood legends via another. Mm, I would say that this person is a big Hollywood star himself, Ethan Hawke. Oh, why Ethan? He's just that's who's doing it. Yeah. Oh, it, this documentary. Is there a relationship there that I'm not aware of, or something? Connection. Uh, Well, Ethan Hawke, and he reveals this in one of the first episodes of The Last Movie Stars on HBO Max, that he was asked by one of Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward's kids to direct this series. Yeah, it was sweet. They thought that Ethan Hawke, you know, being an actor himself and a filmmaker, could relate to the story of Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward in a way that would speak truth to their story. Okay. Yeah, so he's all in it. And he does a fabulous job of making this docu-series. And the big takeaway from the last movie star, at least for me, the last movie stars, excuse me, is that Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward were very complicated artists. Interesting. And that's um, not surprising, I guess, but also intriguing because, you know, they were famous at a time in history when maybe we didn't really pay attention to what was actually going on behind the scenes that much, right? So this is not stuff we knew, is my point. Yeah, it's stuff that we don't know about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. I mean, maybe, perhaps, if you're a scholar of these two, some of the... um... Yeah, you can hear the one fan. (laughs) Everybody knew that he spilled the milk one time and she slipped, and they've been bitter ever since. Exactly. But I actually learned a lot, Bradley. And I'd like to say I know a thing or two about classic Hollywood. True. And the thing that I that really struck me is that I definitely underappreciated Joanne Woodward as a movie star and as an actor and an artist. Because Joanne Woodward was the star of this relationship way before Paul Newman. It was almost like Paul Newman was, you know, for lack of a better term, Mr. Joanne Woodward. 
She was the one who was like, I'm going to be a movie star. She was growing up. That was her dream. She had a lot of ambition and she did it as she won an Oscar very early on in her career. She was nothing but up. But then at a certain point, the trajectories crossed and Paul Newman was the one who became the big movie star. Joanne Woodward kind of taken a back seat. Now you learn that she did that for a number of reasons, uh, including but not limited to. She's a woman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, yeah. I just—I haven't seen it, but I can only including, imagine but, that had to be part of it. Including, but not limited to the social pressures of being a female in our society. Uh, but this is a wonderful journey, not only into classic Hollywood, you revisit so many wonderful movies that Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward acted in, but this is also a story of two artists and two people who made their relationship work over the decades in ways that was, it was very hard for them and they faced tragedy. They faced, um, uh, you know, adversity in their relationship, but also it was deeply rooted in these two people and the way that they loved each other. And the way that they worked together, because they collaborated on a number of projects in, in, together, including acting, directing. Paul Newman directed Joanne Woodward in the movie Rachel Rachel, among other things. So I highly recommend this. Also, my favorite fun fact, Bradley. Okay. From the last movie stars. Oh, yeah. Is that these two were very, very horny for each other. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good to know. One anecdote we learn is that Joanne Woodward was crafting in her driveway one day when Paul Newman came home and he asked her, well, what the heck are you doing? She was like, I'm making a bleep hut. A bleep hut? Yeah. How do you, what's a bleep hut? Can I just call it a bed? No. It's like for the backyard? Yeah. Also, they had layers of doors that led into their bedroom. They had one door and then you had to go through another door to get to their bedroom. Because things were happening in there. Oh, so like just in case, like just, we're going to give you two opportunities to not walk in on these two because it's very likely they're getting busy. Yeah. Okay, you know that's interesting. I also didn't know this, but she's still with us. Yes, she is. Um, does she make an appearance at all contemporaneously to when this? She, she did she have a part in this? Uh, Joanne Woodward does not have a direct part in this documentary. The last movie star, she uh, has dementia. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. And so she's dealing with uh, memory issues. And uh, that she's is 92. Her, she's 92 years old. And I have nothing but respect for Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. And my appreciation for them has only deepened by watching the six episodes of The Last Movie Stars. So if you want to take that journey. I'm assuming they're like an hour-ish episodes, 40 to an hour-ish. Yeah, they're about an hour-ish, which is nice because it doesn't take up too much of your time. Yep. And you can watch it slowly, which I recommend not binging this. Okay. You know, just let it unfold a day at a time or, you know, a week like at those. a time. I was going to say, I like those uh, types of shows where you're not feeling like, I got to eat this all right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And so I imagine you don't have to be the way you're describing this makes me want to watch it, which means I probably don't have to be a huge uh, Joanne Woodward slash Paul Newman fan or understander of their you know, careers in order to appreciate this piece of work, kind of like the same way I really enjoyed, even though there were some issues with the Bee Gees documentary. You're like, like when you find somebody telling you a story about a subject you weren't familiar with, if they're good storytellers, you do, it doesn't matter if you're not familiar with the, the, you know, genre or type of story they're telling, right? Yeah. Ethan Hawke tells a wonderful story. I would say the last movie stars is superior to the Bee Gees documentary in as much as, 
they're willing to tell a story that doesn't necessarily put its subjects in, in a, a great light. In a great light. Okay. There's an authenticity to it. The Bee Gees documentary, great, but it was also kind of an infomercial for the Bee Gees. Good. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Good to know. And thank you, Holly. Go watch that on the HBO Max. And when we come back, would you buy this house? This house that's full of stuff? No, literally. It's got like feet of stuff in every room. But it's a deal and a steal. We'll tell you about it when we return right here on My Talk 107.